Hello, you're listening to Work From Home, a Lower Street podcast where we help you stay connected, productive and sane whilst working remotely. Today, I'm talking again to Dr. Michelle Dickinson, but before I do that, there's a show I'd like to recommend to you. If you want to know what makes the founders of some of the world's most innovative and impactful companies tick and what they've been doing during this mad year to stay on top of everything, then check out Secret Leaders. It's hosted by friend of the show and founder of brain care company Heights, Dan Murray-Serta. You'll hear from best-selling author of Atomic Habits, James Clear, the charitable giving powerhouse, Anne-Marie Hooby, who's the founder of Just Giving, philosopher, Alain de Botton, and John Cleese, who I don't think needs an introduction. Secret Leaders is packed with stories and insights that you just won't get anywhere else, and we love it. So go to the search bar of your podcast app, type in Secret Leaders, and hit subscribe. There's even a healthy back catalogue of episodes to binge on too once you're finished listening to this. It's great stuff. So, back to the show and today's guest, Dr. Michelle Dickinson. Today, we're talking about educating the kids at home and making it fun and interactive, and how this lockdown and pandemic have highlighted some serious gender inequalities in the roles men and women play in the house. I started off by asking Dr. Michelle about how education is affecting kids, especially now that everything's locked down. Look, I'm, I'm really clear. I am an outlier in that I have a PhD in engineering and I didn't, I got rubbish A-levels. Like I didn't get enough A-levels to get into uni um, because I'm not good at exams. I am a builder and I am a tinkerer and I will break something open and figure out how it works. But there was never an A-level in that. There was always a, a grounding and being told not to break things and to stop messing with stuff. But I was always the kid that did that. And that's my engineering trait through and through. There's just no subject in school that celebrates that. So I always thought that I was a failure. I always thought I was rubbish academically. I wasn't a good reader or writer. And it showed in my exam results. And I went and worked for a sports shop because I didn't think I could be anything else. I'm really lucky. The, I mean, you know, the UK system has something called clearing where they let the riffraff like me into uni. And, and I got in through clearing and this and I got a full scholarship because I didn't have any money. And I feel so privileged to have been given a chance that let me into a system that normally wouldn't let me in. And so my passion has come from being one of those trouble kids, realizing that the trouble I was causing was because nobody was celebrating my knowledge. Nobody was celebrating what I'm good at. And I think as we look at how the world is moving so quickly with technology, those are the kids we need to be getting into places. The tinkerers, the thinkers, the people who are curious, the people who are questioning, those kids who are causing trouble at school are probably the ones that are gonna be the best entrepreneurs and the ones that push you know, different businesses to think differently about stuff. So, yeah, I, I create videos that teach kids basically how to break stuff open and fix things and make new things and <laughs> using stuff at home because I know that people are in lockdown and you can't go out and buy stuff. Um, and I do that because I know that that was a skill set that I had as a kid that people didn't celebrate, but was actually my superpower. And so Nana Girl is all about helping kids build their superpowers and your superpower might be I break stuff and that's cool. And so I suppose the pandemic has brought that into sharp focus insofar as you kind of have to refocus the way you teach people and it's it's one thing to send the kids off to school and have a teacher kind of deal with them and teach them it's another to try and corral them yourself into learning about something so I suppose the way you do things is kind of is really prescient at the moment because it needs to be fun and bright and engaging because otherwise you're just going to sit there staring at a wall 
And it's how I dream school would be. You know, I feel like I've been given this opportunity where parents are going nuts, teachers are pulling their hair out. You can't sit a kid on a video conference for eight hours. They're just not wired to learn like that. And so what we do is we give you a list of stuff to go scavenge from around the house. We say, okay, here's your mission for today. You have to build this item and they can build, I mean, we've got 50 different things that they can build to build their superpowers and then just go build it. And then we're like, okay, so now you've built it. How do you make it better? Here are ways of making it. I mean, a lot of our stuff flies or propels across a room or is a target that hits something. So there's a lot of competition within that to make it better. And we also, as part of our program, then have a, a cheat sheet for parents because we know that parents are going nuts that says, hey, today we taught your kid how to make a catapult, right? They're probably firing everything around the house. Here are some questions that you can ask your kids about catapults. And here are the answers because you probably don't have a PhD in catapults so that you feel smarter and empowered to just let your kids discover and you can see what they're learning along the way. And it's how I've always dreamed education would be, which is, you know, curiosity driven, tinkering, making things better, not just superficial learning of subjects, but actually making something, pulling it apart, making it better and doing the same thing every day, but working on it bit by bit so you actually understand how it works. So I'm in a really exciting time, I think, in education where I'm getting to sort of showcase what I believe is hands on practical functional learning where the kids will do maths and they will do science. They just, you know, don't realize they're doing it. And one of the final topics that I wanted to touch on, and it's something that we've discussed a few times on the show, is that obviously with your work, you talk about, you know, getting girls into STEM and there's this obvious level of inequality that exists between gender and race and class and all that sort of stuff. But what we've found is that lockdown has been if not exacerbating, it's been really highlighting a lot of these issues of inequality. I wonder if that's if that's something you've seen. Yeah, very much so. And it's really funny because I work for a co- you know female-led company where the majority of our staff are technical females. And during lockdown, all of my female staff who have children and have husbands were expected to do the childcare as well as their job, while the husband locked himself in an office and did his job properly. <laughs> like what is this how have we all defaulted back to sort of 1982 and it meant that during lockdown we actually had to tell some of our staff we just said don't come in just actually you're not able to manage everything we will figure this out but your family has to come first and we understand that this isn't a fair equal partnership within childcare when you're all trapped in a home so actually just take the time off we will figure it out and come back when we can come back together. And, you know, I feel really lucky that our staff are so loyal to us. And I think that's because when they need us, we're there for them. But we really did see the inequality and the data has come out from around the world showing that women actually have really struggled in their careers during lockdown because there is an assumed responsibility for childcare as well as work. And one that isn't for some reason having equal partnership if they have a especially a male partner at home. So I I worry about what lockdown is going to do, in addition to obviously a lot of retail jobs and hospitality jobs being female driven because of the flexi time. So I, yeah, I think it's going to be quite a sad place um, in the short term. But as a person who's trying to get people into tech, I'm always like, great, you're perfect. Let's get you into tech so you can do remote work and we can figure out how to make this work for you. So maybe 
hopefully some people will have a bit of a career change to, you know, go into higher paying tech jobs with, with some training behind them. But no, I, I think it really did send us back 20 years in how we divvy up responsibilities at home. And I thought we were past that, but it doesn't seem that we are, sadly. That's it for today's episode. If you want to hear more, then do hit subscribe. And if you enjoyed it, we would really appreciate it if you left a rating and review. It really helps us reach more people. In the meantime, stick around because we'll be back with new content every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Wednesday, 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 Wednesday,